Welcome to Trivial Debates. Welcome to Trivial Debates. My name is Max Duda, and I am your Dungeon Master. Or, sorry, no, this is a Trivial Debate show. Are we playing AD and D? Anyways, I'm down. What? <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what? Let's just switch it up. Nah, no, none of this Trivial Debate crap. Uh, <laughs> so we got some awesome debates for you this month. Uh, basically, the way the show works, I'm sure m- most of you have been here before, but if you haven't, we take a panel and we give them six questions. There are going to be questions based on movies, television, music, sports, history, and a wild card that I get to choose. And I get to have fun with them. The way this is going to work, I'm going to decide on someone who's uh, given me you know, the best answer for this question or this debate. And they'll get a point. At the end of the six rounds, the two with the highest points are moving on to the speed round where I really get to torture them and have some fun. I mean, once again, debates. Yeah. Anyways. Let's meet our ho- our panel this week. I'm the host. <laughs> so, first and foremost, we have one of the winningest members of the panel, Jody Simpson. We've got another here, person Jody? who seems to think he wins a lot, which I think he does, but oh, we're going to find out. Turns out I was muted. Heidi ho <laughs> With Jamil. How you doing, Jamil? I'm all right. Um, I haven't won that much because I haven't played that much. But oh, we're already starting the excuses, are we? No, I'm. Cool? I'm just saying. He said that um, someone who thinks they're the most winning is. I've never claimed that to be. That is Joey's title. Thinks the most winning is. I said think. Yeah, I said you probably could have won more. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But Jody is pretty good. I'm Jody pretty is pretty good. good. Well. And then the wild card for today, we have a celebrity guest, Worf Sonamorg. I see you, Patox, came unarmed. The first of many mistakes you will both inevitably make this day. The truth is to be won. Prepare to lie. You know, I'm going to have to talk to my agent because, like, I I don't know how I got booked onto a show with an action figure. (laughs) This is is a little bit beneath uh, me and Jamil, I think. All right. Now... I want this debate to be clean, fun, and ah, who am I kidding? Take each other's throats out. Let's have some fun, and let's get ready to rumble! Let's get ready to rumble! I actually like Max's better on that one. Thank you. Anyway. All right, so we're going to start off with movies today. Who is the best actor to portray Batman on the silver screen? We're going to start at the top of the order here. Jamil, take us away. Okay, you guys change the order. That's fine. Um, my time? All right. You start now. Okay. Um, my actor is an excellent actor. He's had um, multiple films, multiple movies, where he portrayed um, the Dark Knight. Um, his uh, specialty is in the fact that he is the best in portraying a balance between Batman and Bruce Wayne. 
right? He is one of the best Batman movies ever made, ever released in theaters. He is known worldwide as Batman. This man is Kevin Conroy, without a doubt, the best actor to portray Batman on the silver screen. I'll relinquish my time. Thank you, Jamil. Uh, that was very, uh, very important. Well done. I'm gonna move on to Jody now. Jody, what do you got for us? Uh, I, I originally was thinking of a different actor, but then you know what? As I kind of started thinking harder about it, and also having to force to change my answer, I have learned a lot, <laughs> and even more so, I actually learned that christian bale is actually the best batman and that kind of surprised me in a way but i'll tell you why this man not only gives us a very haunting portrayal of him uh but he also deals with the playboy facade much nicer uh he deals with the fact that um he's got angels but those angels you know sometimes suffer um you know with that he also has really good camaraderie with uh gordon and dent as well um there's a whole slew of things that make christian bale's character um uh, in my opinion a much better batman than anything else we've seen on screen um and overall i just think it, he he does a great job i get i get a little bit of that emo that i that i wanted to see in him but not too much uh but i also get a lot of the playboy facade and stuff as well but a more realistic expe- you know expectation of the playboy facade oh i had more but that's all right all right, thanks, Jody. And finally, Worf, what do you got from us from outer space? In Starfleet, they teach us to read many languages. Klingon, Vulcan, and yes, English among them. My opponents cannot read English because what the question says is who was the best actor to portray Batman on the silver screen, not which actor played the best Batman on the silver screen? So, in answer to the actual question, the answer must be Michael Keaton, because unlike these other choices, he can do drama and comedy and was a leading man for much of the 90s and has a, a deeper range of acting than any of these other choices. So, having answered the question correctly, I will accept my victory now. All right. I'm ready for a rebuttal. <laughs> Can I go first? Because it helps. Yeah, you. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Jamil. Um, best actor to portray Batman. If we're talking about acting, right. And we're talking about in quality of work, Michael Keaton, who has been a non-factor since what Beetlejuice and has only recently become in vogue as of late. He is no way in terms considered the best actor to portray Batman. Um, Having two heydays is a good thing, Jimmy. Not a bad thing. His award success rate, he has not been awarded in terms of his performances. Conroy has... Bill yes, has. let's all put faith in award ceremonies. Yes, everyone? everyone? Yes, his Are peers have recognized his talent as being the top of the game. Bale and Conor. Who needs Starfleet when you Keaton. have the Academy? <laughs> yes. Stay back in school. Let the professionals take care of the debate. Jody, you may continue. Michael Keaton <laughs> is a skilled <laughs> improv you. comedian as well. Another range that these others... Yeah, and he hasn't been relevant for 20 years. Mm. The He's very... Uh, 
right now, as Jamil oh. has just said. Anyway, Kevin Conroy, obviously a very famous voice actor, um, very, very talented. I won't give him that. However, the one thing that, you know, none of these guys can compare to is the box office draw of of Christian Bale. The three movies that he was in uh, grossed way more than anything else that we've uh, talked about already previously. And that does include the two movies that Michael Keaton that didn't actually age nearly as well as I thought they did. Cause I actually watched them in preparation for this. Uh, irrelevant they are, inflation. They, money, well, you could say irrelevant all you want. Now. That doesn't, that doesn't that's not an argument. That's not an irrelevant. Argument. They, <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I think the way that the uh, question needs to be portrayed is actually at the um, really the discretion of Max. Uh, it's and I think uh, both Jamil and I have answered this question, uh, in my opinion, the way that it was intended to be answered, uh, not the way that you want to reverse words just because you're an action figure that thinks you can talk and whatnot. Uh, so that's as far as I, imagine, um, I basically I have you. I have a skilled actor who's got numerous accolades sure. for it. So has sure. Jamil. Sure. Um, now I do one actually note. have a much higher Very box office actor. than Jamil's uh, answer true. is. However, that doesn't make note. it a terrible movie. Um, my, my, but overall, I just think mine is obviously the most winning. Did you know uh, Michael Keaton can with, sing and dance as well? He he probably can tap dance too, um, he which he can do in comparison on the street where Kevin Conroy and Christian Bale will be celebrated and working consistently over the course of a lengthy acting career. Kevin yeah, Conroy. Both of ours are still acting really. Yes. Yours Michael is Keaton once in a while shows up in a, he, he shows up in a Spider-Man many generations. Movie once in a while. Like it's yes. it's many generations. Yes. He he spends his time doing valedictorian speeches while we're portraying Batman. And and if we're gonna talk about the back catalog of of Michael Keaton, he's done way better movies than Batman. Yes. Like it's like yes, he has, this is a no brainer. So even if even if we go across your argument, your argument is still invalid because as an actor, he's done way better movies than Batman. <laughs> exactly what In my comparison, argument is. Right. Michael Keaton, he's the best Michael actor. Keaton, he's, Michael Keaton nothing to hasn't do with made a, the best Read. Batman movies. He no. hasn't even right. made one of the best Batman movies. I've Jody and I decision. can at least state that we have. The best Dark Knight is the highest highest selling Batman movie in the in the you know ever, and you know Christian has nothing to do with Batman. All right, read. Whereas um, Beetlejuice is the best performance Batman for over uh, what thirty years. Beetlejuice was a better performance than Batman. Beetlejuice is the best performance any of these actors have had. Hence, I win this debate. I accept my victory. Producer, beat these idiots. (laughs) (laughs) This time is still not up. There you go. All right. So I like the answers. Uh, I got to say, Jamil, I liked your answer, but I thought most of your argument was how much better Kevin Conroy and Christian Bale were than Michael Keaton, whereas Jody gave me a legitimate reason why uh, Christian Bale was the best of the three. We took two different um, points of view. He based his boast based upon um, box office performance. I based it upon um, longevity. But you didn't base it. You didn't really give me any. Uh, any I did. I told you how. Why long are we arguing with the judge? It, Just give me the point. Let's move yeah. on. I answered sorry, the question. Yeah, yeah, from, this from, from, round, Jody's, from Jody's point of view, in terms of award success rate, he should have picked George Clooney. Then why is that? 
because he he is the the best actor, right? In that, but I didn't argue specific, that. I'm just saying, like, you're, Jody's you're, got you're, the point. All right, we're moving on. Okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. The well for Wolf the judge. The judge, the judge has spoken. Leave. Cutting that off. All right. In- English matters. <laughs> English matters, except for the people who speak it, and then it's kind of a wash. Uh, anyways, time to move on. TV. Besides Star Trek, which I think we can all agree we're pretty big fans of here. Not war. What sci-fi show would you, re- <laughs> would you recommend to a friend looking to get into the genre? This time, we'll start at the opposite end with the, our winner, Jody Simpson. Please take oh, it away. Winner. All right. I, yeah, that's a weird intro, but anyway, that's fine. Um, I picked Doctor Who, and I'll tell you why. All right. Doctor Who, the nice thing about Doctor Who is the fact that there's a story for everybody. Uh, you have multiple ways of telling the same story. You know, obviously you have the main character who is obviously Doctor Who. Uh, we always have some sort of companion one way or the other. Uh, however, the stories are always different. They're not always, you know, aliens come down and that's the end of it. Uh, you know, sometimes we're dealing with time travel. Sometimes we're dealing with various other things. Um, I just think if you're going to introduce somebody to, uh, to sci-fi, uh, don't get them stuck into one type of story. Um, you know, obviously Star Trek, the story is exploration, but the one of the things that's nice about Star Trek is the fact that we also have various types of stories. We have some drama stories. We have, um, you know, you know, DS9 obviously being a great example of that. Voyager, obviously the, you know, kind of menacing stories, um, stuff like that. Whereas with Doctor Who, same thing happens. We have, you know, obviously the Cybermen. We have, you know, the uh, various others. Um I just think overall, if you're going to introduce somebody to the sci-fi genre, it's a great idea to introduce them to something that they can relate to or at least enjoy um, based on their preferences. So not every Doctor Who episode is going to be fantastic for somebody, but we still have uh, a great selection there. All right. Good thank you very much. We'll work our way up. Worf, would you like to uh, take give us your answer? Star Trek. No, wait, serious? Battlestar Galactica, the modern version. The question to be answered, once again, will probably be the only one to answer the question properly, is what sci-fi show would you recommend for a friend looking to get into the genre? You do not have four seasons or a season or two seasons to get them hooked on the genre. They will tune out before then. What show, not only is it going to be better than these other choices, but grabs you right away, it's Battlestar Galactica. You can start with the miniseries movie. The first episode of the show, 33, is the best, one of the best sci-fi episodes ever made. And just episodes of TV, really, it's intense. And Battlestar Galactica is simply just a superior television show. Written by a great Star Trek writer. I will accept yes. my victory now. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, can I ask a question of Worf just before we go to Jamil? Are you trying? Alright, anyway, that's Worf fun. is the Sorry. superior to I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jamil. Oh, Alright, and yeah, as Jody <laughs> mentioned, we're gonna move on to Jamil for our final answer for this category. Hey Jamil. Hey Jamil. In in yeah. the in the open round. Should we just take turns telling Jody how bad Doctor Who is? Or don't tempt me, but let me do my intro first. 
Okay. Thank you. So, um, Worf brought about a very important point, which is you want something that hooks people immediately. Now, the problem with um, a lot of sci-fi concepts is uh, for people who aren't already in the genre, it's very hard for them to relate to the the concepts of the science fiction genre. Um, so, my show is a procedural, especially at the beginning. Um, it has uh, a tight cast of well, um, well seasoned um, performers, um, and uh, brings them across certain concepts until it is time to um, introduce them to a bigger world. And my show is Fox's Fringe. Um, it is a show about scientific uh, uh, agency that focuses on fringe science um, that. Uh, develops into this uh, multi-season spanning show um, with uh, okay I'll continue <laughs> after my time. Wow, your your intro was you know, nice 30 video. minutes long and we still didn't know what the hell you were talking about <laughs> oh, you didn't catch Fox's Fringe yeah, that was about three quarters of the way through your spiel I had no idea what you were talking about for the first I mean, like thirty seconds there. He, he he did do the same thing at the for the uh, last question too. So oh, did he? Okay, for yeah, Kevin Conroy. He got he got Battlestar Galactica. The miniseries of Battlestar Galactica is awful. It is terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, Battlestar Galactica <laughs> is amazing, and it it appeals to. A wide audience because it starts off as it basically just an end of the world audience. scenario, it did, which it is did very common in across all media. It's a post-apocalyptic scenario, but instead of just focusing on the apocalypse, it focuses on what to do after that. And as, no, a, as a species, as a species, it's absolutely what it does. They they don't do anything of the sort. <laughs> they do all of those things. The the miniseries is a horrible introduction to the world. It doesn't introduce the, the concepts of, of the show. Um, the main characters that are featured are a completely unlikable, unfollowable. Um, guys, Baltar and Apollo are are terrible protagonists. Um, They're not the protagonists. It's Mary McDonald and, and she's Edward James Olmos who are amazing. She's not in the TV show, the show, yes, but in the miniseries, no. She absolutely is. She's set up as no. the president of Earth, of, of humanity, in the miniseries. All right, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard the clash of the not so. All right, it's time to turn our uh, attention to So Who. here, uh, you know what? My my show. The nice thing about my show is it's a hero that doesn't rely on violence. So it's great for people that uh, don't necessarily want the violence in their TV show. Um, but it's you know, boring it's, and barely made. It is. That's true. Okay. Well, I, I'm surprised that you would say that, considering it's one of the longest running series ever. Uh, but that's fine. Yeah, but um, so is you know, is just pacifism doesn't shows? necessarily make a show boring. And if that's what you need, Street War Son of Mode. Yes. Uh, yes. Let's watch you, you need something Street. that's just about fighting all the time. That's fine. I get it. Hey, uh, but Max, that's fine. You like, if you like that, you like long running shows. Let's watch Neighbors. Australian neighbors. Yeah, you like that? Neighbors. Is that a sci-fi show? Because I don't think it is. It's completely number one. You picked a show that success. you picked Look. a show on Fox that people yes. didn't like after the second season, but some people still held on. And Ooh. how many seasons did it get? Five Jamil? seasons. Five seasons Look, total. Which no is one's a going decent to be run whole, for any show. Whole, whole the series, one hundred episodes. Uh, yeah. Now, no Battlestar Galactica. How, how many seasons? No, the story was told. 
And it's not I a have, it's not about I who have wins the longest, it's about who is going to put, let's read the question of again. stories. You guys both have, going... well, actually, J excuse me, Jamil does have a decent collection of, of, um, of, yeah, of like stories. Yeah, like no one's going to get inside <laughs> so the first. Sorry, However, Battlestar Galacta <laughs> is just the same shit over and over and over again. Once in a while, there's some political shit in there. Uh, but past that, it's just bleh. Right. So say we French are. is Doctor at least who. decent to watch. I will Doctor give it who. that. No one's going to get bullied. Doctor Who is all over the, first the place. We're talking, about introducing, we're talking about introducing... Tony, you're taking the all the air. Yes. Yeah, I don't give a shit. The You guys spent 30 fucking minutes talking about the two of you. I'm both sorry if your attention span so is too that, small. I'm going to have a quick say here. And that's all there is to it. You can keep talking over to me, but I'm allowed again. And I can just keep going over and over again. Timey-wimey garbage little people. It looks terrible. Okay, well, that's fine. But either way, it's still an eclectic collection of stories and storylines that you don't have to follow from one side to the other. You can jump into any episode you want. I will accept my victory now. Right? Fringe had wonderful stories that people can also go back and look into the actual scientific information about it. So, one, it's accessible Joshua because Jackson it's a is on that, right? Yes, he is. Yep. Yes. Mighty Ducks fame and also on Dawson's Creek, which he won. He won that show. Anyway, but there's yeah. no argument here Procedural that the most engaging show, which is beginning very of all of these things is Battlestar Galactica. Right? You have an, an no excellent, yes, <laughs> excellent cast, right, with Joshua Jackson and John Noble, especially John Noble, right, nominated, right, for acting performances <laughs> in that. How many um, acting um, awards has uh, Doctor Who been nominated for? Battlestar oh, Galactica won a Peabody due to social relevance. A Peabody. <laughs> Congratulations. Peabody. Congratulations. Right? If I try hard enough, I can get wow. a Peabody. Again, it's relatable to people, which is what this is about. It's about a person who's this is, not This is a crime. Introducing so somebody to the sci-fi genre. What better way to introduce something them into nice and stories then they go and that aren't too violent? Fringe. That'll start judge relevant one Shut your mouth. All right, judge is speaking. So the question was to get someone in, in, excited and into the sci-fi genre, what show would you recommend? And yeah, Jody, you know, Jody's answer, Jody's answers were probably the best situated for this question. You tell me I didn't read the fucking answer. I totally read the question. Jody, I, I, I give him his credit here. The question was, what's a, what's the best show to get someone into sci-fi? Yep. Worf's the only one who answered that it, question. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah, Worf didn't answer it. that at Again, all. English. Jamil did that better than Worf. <laughs> Jamil had Jamil had some great points for Fringe, and Fringe is a fantastic show. It is a good. But show. Doctor Who is one of the e is one of the easier shows to get into, yep. and like Jody said, <laughs> it because of it, it's because it's it's episodic and there's a lot of different uh, ways that that show comes uh, it, it, like a lot of different storylines to it. Battlestar Galactica, you have to start it at the beginning. There's no Worf way to calls pandering. It. You just I'm can't watch all my answers to Toronto Maple Leafs for the rest can, of the, the most part. The answer so, to this, all of my questions from now on is this Toronto is Maple Leafs. I will accept my victory now. <laughs> I dude fringe is a good show but as a as a way to get people into sci-fi i think doctor who's got, got i tried to get into fringe try trust me i tried fringe is uh, actually good 
I, it, I it is. I, is I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying in this wow. situation, it's not the correct answer. The worst, the worst thing about Fringe is the turn of events. Shocking. Okay. I don't think clearly a backwards path. Jamil, maybe, but not you. I think this is a good example of flabbergasted. All right, Worf. All right. I'm going to let you start for the next one. Worf is losing patience, Max, son of Duda. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps pay attention to this debate. Hey, Worf, do you think you can at least animate yourself a little bit better? Like, at least move around while you talk or something? All right, so we're going to move move We can literally use this screenshot. He has a Doctor Who budget. Oh, is it? Moving into music. Worf Who was the more most than influential nineties rock band? Worf, what do you got for us? Klingon opera. <laughs> Milota. I may never do this show again. <laughs> Worf has chosen Nirvana, not because Nirvana is Worf's favorite band by any means. But as far as influencing a sound that stood out from both the decade previous and the decade after, that being the grungy sound, Nirvana was the most influential band of the 90s. I'll accept my victory now. Okay. (laughs) Okay. At least he's consistent. Okay. uh, Oh, who's going next? You'll, You'll... Jamil, you seem like you're you're gung ho for this I'll, one. So I'll, I'll, I'll make roll. it. I'll make it simple for Jody because Jody doesn't like my long winded answers, especially at the beginning when I. Well, I would just like it. to know what you're talking about. That's all. Sure. Okay. Yeah, me too. I, ta- I have to type it in. And because then, he like, has to put it into the thing. I was like, I was waiting for it to figure out what show he was talking about last round. And like yeah, in the like, last five no seconds, he said fringe. About. You know, producers should be uh, not seen, not heard, and in the background. Can you get wow. the fuck out of here? <laughs> wow. Jeez. It's my oh, show. Okay. Prince is my answer. Why? Um, Prince is influential, especially during his time in the 90s, due to, first off, his uh, battle with Warner Brothers and his uh, battle for music right masters. Not that say that other people haven't uh, fought for their masters, uh, but he is um, one that was more in the forefront in terms of that fight. Um, in terms of naming rights and artist rights um, and contract rights. Um, Also, he is influential in terms of uh, bundling, Um, bundling in terms of CDs and concerts being together. Billboard had to change its actual process in, um, in terms of calculating album sales. So there was a change of how uh, people's impact musically was being tracked. Um, and that's not including his musical influence, his influence in terms of uh, gender in the black community. Okay. All right. Well, all good answers. I like it. And Jody, what do you got for us at the end here? Uh, so I went a little bit different on this question. Uh, I actually picked Metallica. Now, I'm not a massive fan of Metallica, uh, don't get me wrong, but the the one thing that I will say is when it comes to influential uh, albums and whatnot, the Black Album or the self-titled album by Metallica, which came out in 91, uh, was a great selling album. Uh, but more influent, you know, obviously they influenced a lot of bands going after that. Uh, but I think one of the biggest influence that uh, uh, Metallica actually had uh, was actually uh, file sharing. 
not only file sharing, but also how music is distributed uh, digitally. Uh, if it wasn't for them suing Napster, uh, we probably would have had a much different way of dealing with music. Uh, and when we were emerging on the market, when it comes to the internet and stuff like that, uh, they noticed this already and they knew that there was going to be an issue. So at that point they, they went out, they, they ended up suing, um, they ended up suing Napster and obviously, uh, we know where it kind of went from there, but I think that changed how we distribute digital music. And I think that makes it very influential. Okay. Well, I like it. Let's move on to, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start first. <laughs> I'll start first because I want to be quick and then I'll let these two argue at each other. Okay. Uh, so Metallica, as I said, one of the best selling albums of all time, uh, especially in the nineties. <laughs> uh, and with that great album, uh, obviously, uh, the black album was a fantastic album, you know, enter Sandman, uh, Dave, you know, can we highlight stuff. Rob's, uh, response here. <laughs> And suing fans, absolutely. And you know what? Just because they sued fans doesn't mean that 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 makes them a non-influential. If anything, that actually makes them more. So thank you. Uh, but you know, it, it's overall they they really redefined how music is distributed. And with that, you know, obviously these two uh, Prince, I think, is a great answer. Don't get me wrong. I I, I do believe uh, Prince definitely yours. was influential. Um, but uh, I'm not gonna talk about wharfs but the i think that'll be self uh, self-discovery uh but anyway <laughs> overall i just think uh you know 90, 91 was right at the start of the 90s uh and obviously that was a huge album to come out a massive album a lot of people have it in their collections still uh and even though i'm not a huge metallica fan i do own that album both on vinyl and on cd uh, and it's, it's a great album. And on top of that, to make them an influential, I think what, what bigger influence than somebody who can actually change how music is distributed, uh, which is a, a fantastic thing. So, okay. or sometimes, <laughs> yep. um, I'm not going to necessarily get into the, um, the file copyright, um, aspect because Metallica is King in that regard. I don't know if King, about? but. Yeah. I, I think in, in terms of its impact with Napster, yes. Um, Prince um, was only a minor aspect in that regard because um, his um, uh, procedures on online distribution sharing, is where he is. Yeah. Um, you can find anything Prince related on YouTube, you would get sued or copyright striked into yeah. the Stone Age by this man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. He, he was um, very protective of his music. Very protective. For, rightfully so. Um, but in his regard, in terms of um, his uh, music rights, now people might go and point out the the Beatles who have uh, for years been fighting for their masters. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, indeed, they did. But it wasn't until just a while ago that they actually did get access to it. Uh, Prince was um, successful in terms of getting his right and also getting ownership of his his music and his name throughout the course of the 90s. Right, which a lot of artists like Kesha, JoJo, Taylor Swift, you're seeing now um, became becoming more of a Ooh. consistent issue um, in terms of musicians wanting to get um, that ownership. Anita Baker, old time Anita Baker, was telling me people not to buy her music so that she can force um, Warner Brothers to give her back her masters. So we're seeing more and more artists putting a hard stance to get ownership of their music, right? Max, um, son of Duda. Look into my eyes, Max, son of Duda. 
Worf will be succinct and not bore you like a rambling targ. Prince Jeez. Go is a so are you is go or... But Prince transcends the nineties and in fact his most influential work was outside of the nineties. And his oftentimes work, behind yes, the scenes. But his influence in terms of music well, it's not done, Camille. Son of Are, I think you're done because you haven't talked about Nirvana yet in terms of like the 10 yeah. minutes you've been speaking. Nirvana defined music in the 90s for a great many. And when people look back on the 90s, they think of the style of clothing, the music, the grunge. Metallica, again, best work in the 80s. You mentioned one album in the 90s and the rest of the 90s are pretty well despised. A very And, a and their style of music did not the influence the music of the 90s. And the same with Prince. Where the question is about the 90s, Nirvana very much defined that era of musically. I don't know how many... Culturally. Um, so we just had a 60-second spiel, <laughs> yeah. and you didn't manage to actually make one valid point. Fantastic. Yeah. How many How many major artists <laughs> the most had um, self-produced, um, <laughs> self-distributed albums that sold very well? Prince. Max, son of 90s. Duda, when you think of the 90s, do you think of the artist formerly known as Prince. Do you think Thank of the you. Black also, Album, or do you think of people wearing plaid shirts tied backwards around their waist and messy hair and the sneakers and the shotgun shells? Look, Remember that in the grunge oh. sound. <laughs> Jody wants three nothing. The best thing that came out of Nirvana was the Foo Grohl. Fighters. It was David Grohl, oh. yeah. Oh, That's the best thing quick, that came out. The of that shotgun shell was better music than Metallica. Rest in peace to a fantastic drummer and musician. Absolutely, yes. Yep. But <laughs> I'm gonna get some flack for this one. You gonna give it to Jody Arch? <laughs> no. One of you. I think you're getting it. Took this question and probably gave the best answer, although it was the quickest answer. Wharf. No way! You're getting the point for this. No way! What is this? Well chosen. You think? Well chosen. When someone says, "List me a '90s rock band," the vast majority of people are going to tell you, "Nirvana." Yes. Nirvana. uh, So it wasn't based on an argument. Then it was just based on what he picked. It was a good. No, he he. But he was right. He was right. What's when you think of the '90s? What do you think of? You think of plaid. You think of what part of his argument did you actually think was right? The plaid. The 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 feeling. The remin. Reminisce. He had influence on terrible fashion in the '90s. I'll back you up on this, Max. He had a good argument. Thank you. All right. Anyway. All right. I never argue with the judge. As we all know, the producer is allowed to speak again. (laughs) Rambling's not an argument to make. All right, we are moving along, ladies and gentlemen. This I now know why Worf isn't anatomically correct. This is one of my favorite questions to, uh, to go with. I was very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited to see uh, what the answers are, and I'm very excited for everyone else to see, hear the answers. There are many goats in sport, you know, greatest of all time. But out of those, who would you say is the goatiest, the greatest of the greats? Mountain goat. <laughs> for this one, I'm going to start with Jody. What do you got for us? All right, I picked uh, not only one of the most uh, well-played games in the world, 
um, which is football or better known as soccer uh, to us. Uh, and the person I picked is Pele. Uh, he was a Brazilian uh, former professional footballer who uh, played as a forward. Uh, he is known as the greatest player of all time by FIFA, which is the organization that uh, massively um, uh, governs the sport. Um this is, you know, he, PLA is is the clear winner here, guys. Uh, this is a three-time World uh, cha- uh, World Cup champion um, from four, four World Cup appearances. So out of the four that he was there, he actually got three. Uh, he scored a Guinness World Record total of 1,279 goals in uh, 1,363 games. So when you actually average that out, you know, he's he's averaging about you know, almost one goal a game. Um, and he's also the youngest person to ever win a world cup. Uh, just overall, like the, this guy just, you know, he screams excellence uh, at his sport. And I think that's really where we're getting uh, this, uh, this question from. All right, Worf, I'll give you the next one. The mountain goat. No, the answer is obviously that the Worf. What does anyone who competes want to achieve, and that is glory. And who has achieved more glory than the great one, Wayne Gretzky? Wayne Gretzky won far more than three championships. Wayne Gretzky's points record and assists record will never be touched. These records will stand the test of time forever. Even in Worf's future, Worf can tell you, it is still standing. Wayne Gretzky takes championships with him. Few people can be traded to a, a, a desert to play hockey and leave with a championship. Wayne Gretzky has done this. Wayne Gretzky became a great cartoon character. Wayne Gretzky. Simply I hope when Gretzky sees this and gives you the biggest piece of shit possible to your doorstep, like it, 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 this is terrible. I, I will say <laughs> he's a great athlete. Don't get me wrong, but like, wow. I'm glad you didn't. Be... I'm glad you didn't say uh, the goals is going to stand all time. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, they're not. Worf but, chooses uh, yeah. his words carefully. We're going to move on to Jamil. Jamil, what's what's the final answer for this one? When you live in a glass house. And your name is Ric Flair. You can do anything, any day of your life that you want to. When you make projections, when you're not only the greatest wrestler alive, but you stand on top of a financial empire, you control. We're talking about sports, Jamil. Pick a sport. Right? (laughs) A sport. Ric Flair is the goatiest of goats. I think he played golf. 40 years of excellence from North Carolina to Japan. Confirmed, Jamil can't read. I I can rant. I can read. Goatiest goats. I'm talking about Ric Flair. He's he's possibly the best wrestler of all time. He is the goat that people look to. Possibly the, the greatest wrestler of all time is probably like Kale Sanderson or somebody no, like that. Kale Sanderson, please. A, no one, no one thinks of Kale Sanderson at all. Being a goat, I isn't think Jamil just... should get a couple more seconds because he was interrupted yeah. a bunch of times. Being the goat isn't is also being recognized as being the best. 
the top of your field, and that is Ric Flair. Okay. Hey, has anyone okay. seen um, that great sport, Hamilton? I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was really good. Sport Hamilton. Guys, I'm so happy the screen was on. And and, in the end is, you know, how it's going to go? Why is there a hand behind you, Worf? Worf needed a massage. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Put it on your ridges of your head because it's just He gets into you in that uniform. Yeah. I think we should talk about sports. So it's between him and Jody. Nope. Sorry. Ric Flair. Okay, okay, let's talk so about let's talk here, about I'll, the great I'll, athlete Min Wen Manuel Miranda. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is the goat. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna make mine quick. Uh, Jamil, when I think professional wrestling, which is a really hard thing for me to even say, professional wrestling. Uh, but <laughs> that's what's when, called. When I when I think of that, I definitely don't think Ric Flair being the greatest of that. I think yeah. of Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, no. somebody like that. Wait, Ultimate uh, Warrior. I loved Ultimate Warrior. Lord. You know, so you know, but it's hard to be greatest at something when it's staged yes, the, anyway. So, like yeah, someone yeah, saying Beckham is like it, the, uh, like. Uh, PLA has him beat hands down, but anyway, they you just guys remember that awesome ridiculous as cats? Ultimate Warriors being the best wrestler. But anyway, I'll make this really quick. Game tonight? I, I, Gretzky is the greatest at, the his, uh, at his uh, sport, hands down, right now. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be matched easily in some of those categories, but stuff like assists, I think, is really not. It has been surpassed by Messi. No, long ago. But anyway, that's fine. But it's fine if you can get it. The that's fine, but Pele is the greatest of all time, uh, and he's in a sport that is played by way more than both of yours combined. So I don't really understand how we're even here at this point. Just give me the point. Let's move on. I I like how transcended a sport sport that people didn't care about. But we're talking about FIFA, FIFA, sports aren't fixed. Okay, fixed. Well, he he didn't. Well, then you know. Then I guess Worf wins. Worf person plays a sport. I, I agree with Gretzky is the greatest of all time in hockey, uh, but he's Rick not the greatest the athlete greatest of all time, time by any oh, sure. of the professional wrestling. And as Multiple for athletes, I don't know if a I don't know if a guy companies. who can have a beer gut and play something that's rigged all the time is really that much of a sport. So I'm gonna go with still Pele on this. It's one. like Gretzky achieves like, his glory like with knives on his feet like a Klingon. That's like denouncing Babe Ruth. <laughs> Uh, well, I you should have picked Babe Ruth. That would have been a no, much better because pick for Rick you. Because Ric Flair's the goatiest of goats. Goatiest of yeah. goats. Okay. Impact well, still today. The nice Impact thing about having an opinion, Jamil, even if it is wrong, is like you're yours. still able to have one. Like Gutsky was so far ahead of the other players of his day. It wasn't even a competition. Yeah, it wasn't hard the when case the players weren't jacked up like they are now. But anyway. He made a sport, an obscure years, sport popular in other top places. Top of his sport. Like Ric right? Flair, like like Hulk Hogan would have been a better pick than that. No. Hulk Hogan. So, so would Lin Manuel Miranda don't have to work in the ring as well, right? He, yeah. he had success in two promotions, whereas whereas you can talk about Ric Flair, Mid- musical Jim theater promotions, NWA, WCW, WWF, also in Japan, 
He is. There is no question, Jamil. You are passionate about this sport. Yeah. Okay. It's not uh, a sport. There's no question of that. It but is a sport. we're still we're still questioning the part where it's a sport. It is a sport. If it okay. wasn't a sport, it wouldn't have been allowed by Max. So you are in oh, that's disagreement true. That's with the host. So bringing uh, that doesn't mean up anything. Doesn't I'm always count. in He's disagreement with the host. So much time talking about um, <laughs> talking Sports about doesn't mean anything. So there you go. That's relevant. It's very entertaining. That's their propaganda. Just because they say that, you don't have to buy their propaganda. Professional wrestling. You could call Hamilton. I'm I'm curious to hear what Max has to say. If I I interpret the question Dale's way, I change my answer to Lin Manuel Miranda. Like, like it's amazing how the two that have the weakest answers are still arguing. It's amazing, right? So I gotta say a couple things here before I tell you guys my winner. First off, I allowed Jamil to come in with Ric Flair and professional wrestling because while it may be staged, the movements and the like the stuff that those guys do oh, is God, the ballet argument. Absolutely sports worthy. Like, so is ballet. Is ballet a sport? It is. Have you ever it's tried gymnastics. to dance like they dance in Hamilton? Again, Manuel Miranda yeah. is my exactly. Answer. And a lot Lin-Manuel of a lot of the stuff they do in, in a lot of wrestling is wrestling is yeah. very gymnastics. A lot of a lot of them are professional gymnasts as well, and they're uh, like that have moved into wrestling. Like it yeah, is to be clear, I'm just giving them shit. But too. I don't think I don't think Ric Flair would be the first person to come to people's minds. But anyway, so now there's a point. <laughs> I kind of agree with Jody there. I don't know oh, that Lord. Ric Flair is the first person that would come to mind for greatest of. All. I think Jody's right. I think uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, Lord. Would have been a better choice in that situation. Define sports, Max Duda. Lord. Uh, anything that is physically exerting and requires any form of competition. And there is still competition. No, Why there's not competition. About... That's not what... Define competition, Max Duda. Okay. Define podcast, so, Max Duda. Define now, this, Max Duda. Fuck. Now, we're, we're now I'm going to move on to another point that I, I found very interesting. Worf, you said Gretzky had many more championships than Pele. Unfortunately, Gretzky only has four Stanley Cups. Yep. As to three. Pele's got four three, three four is more than Cup. three. Sixteen. He's got three World Cups, uh, but World he's got champion. a lot of other cups too. Yeah. The, the, so the, that that was that was not the right argument to pull in that situation. Gretzky's a well, uh, don't get wrong. How many he, Canada like, Cups did Gretzky win? He didn't bring that up. He didn't bring that up. That is true, though. Yeah, he he didn't bring that up, but he he is right. This was this is a toss up for me between. uh, Yes, did. (laughs) No, he didn't. It really was. It's a desert now. (laughs) In this situation, I'm gonna have to give it to Jody for one reason: the World Cup of Soccer. Is one of the most grueling and difficult championships in spot in sports, and for Pele to win it's Super Cup, not the Super Cup, for Pele to win three of four at the age he did, is one of the most impressive feats of all time. The check cleared. So Jody, I, I'm gonna give you that one. <laughs> oh, now we're insinuating that I'm paying off the judge. Is that what we're doing? No, I'm talking about FIFA, not oh, you, okay. Jody. Jody, there's no. corruption just like FIFA. 
Yeah. Well, like, I, I will make the Jody I, I, I think if you look at the WWE, uh, e hard I was going to say, if we're going to talk too. corruption, we really, J- Jabil, you really don't want to go down that road. I think what, all three of these sports have corruption. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does, okay. I, I've already lost the point, so it doesn't even matter. So, did the point just I, go I, to, I, a, to a, a Lin Manuel Miranda? No. Oh. All right. Next. Question. I feel there's a little frozen backlash in the scoring going Jody. on. Didn't he pick Lin Manuel Miranda? No way. <laughs> no, All right. Sorry. So this is a fun one for me. I, I was very interested to see how how you guys went with this one, especially you, Worf. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking for a good answer here. Besides the atom bomb or nuke, as it's commonly referred to, what weapon had the greatest influence on how wars have been fought across history? So for this one, like I said. I'm interested to see what the uh, Klingon has to say about human history and our weapons. Please take it away. The only answer, and the answer that created the largest empire the Earth has ever seen, that being the empire of Genghis Khan, is horse-bound archery. The horsebound archer, the skilled horsebound archer, was. It was that mix between a cavalry. You could have your cavalry charge. You could also fight at a distance. You were impossible to hit. You were far more skilled than your opponent. Half of the world fell to the horsebound archer. And it took centuries for the counter. He created that was still insufficient. It's taking centuries for this answer. You are one to speak, Jody. <laughs> Lord. <sighs> okay. Uh, Jamil, I'm going to give you the next uh, one. What do you got for us? Concrete. That's my answer. Concrete. Hmm. Right? Um, concrete barriers, concrete roadways, uh, when you have wars where uh, you need barriers created, um, whether it be close combat, whether it be to disrupt roadways, whether it be to get supplies from point A to point B, so that um, um, front of the um, the the forefront of the the battle um, has their supply lines, you need concrete. Uh, the Iraqi War. Um, per barrier cost about $600 and um, billions of dollars upon billions was spent during the course of that. I think it was what uh, that war during the course of that war. Uh, so mine would have to be simple concrete, not the typical answer you would think that would come. No, but I, I, I like, <laughs> I like the answer. I like the uh, explanation for it. Very interesting. All right, Jody. Take us away. Uh, I picked fighter aircraft. And the reason why I picked that is because we used to fight wars where we either had to, where movement was very limited. Uh, we also couldn't get a grand scale of of the battlefield itself. We couldn't get a good sight of the, the battlefield. So obviously airplanes uh, first achieved that. Uh, but more importantly, fighter aircraft uh, fought this war on a different plane. Um, so, and obviously pun there, but anyway, um, the the 
influence of fighter aircraft in World War One as well as World War Two, and of course Vietnam and various others, um, basically changed the way we had to fight war. Um, much like um, you, you know, horsebound archery did uh, in some way, uh, but we we ended up taking it to another uh, another plane. Um, so not only are we fighting on the ground, we're fighting in the air as well. Uh, which basically uh, not only gives an advantage to some, but it also is a disadvantage to others, which is um, fantastic from a, a war view. Um, but I do have some things to say about the other ones, but I'll wait until our rebuttal around at that point. You mean right now? <laughs> sure. Right now. Is, you want me to start? Is Jamil referring to a bag of concrete? That would be a weapon, but concrete is not a weapon. Warfist Barriers aren't weapons either. Barriers are weapons, dude. Barriers are not weapons. Sorry. We can have a barrier without it being intent to kill anybody. Yes. He must be so speaking weapon, of a bag weapons of Weapons are generally to defend or to or to essentially so, attack somebody with. Uh, so defend, concrete, to... concrete, even though a very interesting answer, is not a weapon. Sorry. Uh, because I, my fighter aircraft are used specifically for fighting. Uh, there is one very important reason. Uh, and as for horsebound archery, that is clearly a weapon as well. Uh, whereas, you know, making barricades and making walls isn't really a weapon, uh, so to speak. It's a defensive measure, absolutely. It's a, it's a technological uh, leap, but, perhaps, but not a weapon. Well, um, this is also possible, I guess. Yeah. The reason it's not fighter aircraft is because fighter aircraft is just was just the next leap in technology. Um, it's just like... Yeah, like every other uh, weapon in the world. Yep. No, but but it was like everyone achieved that, or not everyone, but you know it was achieved by many at the same time. It was just yeah, it was really hard technology. putting archery on horses and then calling that a new weapon. It was yes, they, the, it makes the, them more the, the Mongols of mobile, the day absolutely. Some of the uh, but I'm talking about fighting it. in a different plane. This is a totally different environment. Uh, you know, when you're fighting in the air versus fighting on the land, you have to change your complete uh, method of warfare. Horsebound uh, archery was that equivalent of its day. But more so because it wasn't yeah, achieved yeah. by so many at the same time. They were. I will agree with that as one well. One group of people who were able to achieve this. Yeah, but but to, but to say that other, something uh, uh, weaponry no, evolved but, that doesn't make it no, a better weapon. But allow me uh, to that's exactly what it means. My point being that it forced others to catch up to that, whereas I don't believe that was the case as much and adapt to that. Whereas with fighter aircraft, it was just the next technological elite that was happening everywhere. World War One fighter aircraft. Think about that for a minute. Yes, the Germans. How had many? It, how, so many well, how many? How many? How many nations we've, we've were able to actually build that? We've different in this debate. One environmental. The, the um, Jody was um, detailing about uh, planes introducing mm -hmm. an air, um, um, environmental fighting in a certain environmental right. Uh, yep. uh, Worf was talking about controlling the fight and moving things in a certain direction, which is what concrete has done. In those barriers, right, those various forms of barriers, you are controlling where the fight happens. You are controlling the direction of where the individuals are going, right? You're using them as a tool, as a weapon, right, to yep. to corner people off. Mountains as well did as that to too. Sorry? Mountains and trees did that too. Yes, and mountains and trees typically stay in a specific place, right? Yep. You can't really move a mountain. You can yep. move and create you, what is you necessary can, you can create, for concrete. But moving is not that easy. Fighter what, jets for have concrete? conquered no empires. 
Yeah, concrete barriers are pretty heavy. Like the Mongols. Yeah, you could just make more. Horse bound. You know what? You can just fly over them. You can fly over them, and if you have a protective enclosure with concrete, oh, you can keep pounding at it. That's why we have like bomb shelters. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Bomb shelters, a defensive strategy. They're not a weapon. If you're sh- if you have like a little opening and you're shooting from it, right? It is yeah, that's a window. That's not the either. same thing. It's it's you're you're creating a method in terms of how you're able to attack. You're directing things. Absolutely, I agree. Yep. Not a weapon. It is a weapon. <laughs> it is. And uh, and as for horsebound archery, yes, it, it was an evolution of archery. Uh, it created a, mo- a mobile version of archer- archery. Uh, wouldn't say it was that effective uh, in a lot of scenarios. <laughs> Changes but, uh, answer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Who's sleeping in the wheel, Dave. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, I was gonna say, what's Pele fighter a- aircraft? <laughs> Pele fighter aircraft. That, that's the next evolution. It's I'll like, tell you right now, you put Pele in a fighter aircraft, you got a winning combination, guys. <laughs> Jody, Jody <laughs> simply chose the modern version of my answer. Yes, the, uh, where the mode of transportation is an airplane Judge, instead of a horse. Cool. And, the, and it's a gun instead of an, an arrow. And we have one that is so primitive that it doesn't really matter. Putting something on that there would be no plane without a horse doesn't make it much of a more evolution. Like, you're telling me that nobody in the history before they started with that said, hey, wait a second, I could shoot an arrow well I'm on a horse. How original. Like, come on. Yeah, like clearly, Look, there were people that hate people with my answer is the only before answer. there were swords as well. You just chose the Spears. modern version, yeah. Of my and, answer. and you know what? They fought, they fought on horseback with swords too. How and revolutionary and spears, yes. Cavalry charges yeah, were spears. very revolutionary, yeah. but horsebound uh, archer was even things. more so. Yeah. It wow, they, they, more could, they could shoot a little bit farther and, with less accuracy. Fantastic. All right, I'm gonna ask each of you one question for this, uh, this part here just because I want to. I want to clarify a couple things up. Just uh, make sure I've got the right answer, okay? Yep. My answer is Lin Manuel Miranda. Orf, I'm starting with Mine you. Mine is Maple Leafs. <laughs> Mine's Doctor Who. All right, you know what? I'll I'll give my answer right now. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's it's going to be the person not giving me shit right now, okay? Anyway, <laughs> watch your mouth. Hey, Orf. Yes. For horsebound archer, mm-hmm. is it the concept of the horsebound archer that made it the greatest, or is it the way it was used. It was, it was the dis, the, the answer or the question here. Can we bring the question up? The question is: Besides the atomic bomb or nuke, what weapon had the greatest influence on on wars? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Have been fought fighter aircraft, and I said fighter aircraft. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Sorry, I was reading my notes. That was just I, the modern equivalent of my answer, which is when you create something that. It forces everyone else around you. In in the case of horsebound archery, the entire known world at the time, um, like Asia, Europe, Africa, Middle East. Producer, why are you getting all involved? of it? Had to adapt to these horsebound archeries. You had to. Whereas planes are, or fighter jet is just the modern equivalent of that, and in less so because it didn't. It it didn't force other people to adapt like. The horsebound archery couldn't be replicated by everybody. You spent too much, too much time right, in a wormhole. So you had to adapt to <laughs> it. All right, I Whereas got, the now my fighter pilot, to, com- to compete with the fighter hey, jet, you had just your build a fighter Now my question for Jamil. Jamil, I want a very simple answer here. I'll give you one. What makes concrete a weapon? 
<laughs> a bag. <laughs> Anything else? Drop it from the sky. <laughs> Drop it from the sky. There you go. All right. Let's there was Jamil actually a let, let Jamil answer. It is it is cloud control and it moves people into a specific um it 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 moves and I'm what am I wharf now? I'm giving a 10-minute answer. It it moves the yeah, the enemy nothing. to where you need it to go. I think, that, I think that's the simplest what, answer. The simplest I think answer. I know to what give you're you. going for. I was just wondering I wanted to see if you yeah, you had the right word for it. I, I you, don't kenneling, I can't really <laughs> I can't you're, really. You're thinking more that. logistical and infrastructure wise. Yeah. It's infrastructure right. of imprisonment, not a weapon. Jody? Yes. Every nation has access to fighter uh, aircraft at this point. Not true, but anyway. Mo- most, okay, first world nations that are conducting large scale military operations have All access of them to them. Yes, absolutely. Yes. What makes fighter aircraft so influential when everyone has access to it and it's and I, I already had... gave you that answer the answer was during world war one uh when not every nation could actually afford that uh we actually that's when it started um so it definitely influenced the war uh we have the ability to and with that you know fighter jet come in a variety of power um so we have some fighter jets that are absolutely superior such as the f-35 f-16 a b uh all those versions and then we have some really shitty fighter jets that some countries can afford um so yes it is an evolution and on top of that but what doesn't make an influence i already gave you that answer the influence is it literally changed the landscape of war uh it had the ability to um be able to long distance travel you can also do recon with them uh they're just overall you're fighting you're fighting in a completely different grain and of course dropping bombs uh obviously a very uh, effective uh, method to destroy people that are on horses with archery uh, or oh, indiscriminate killing. It's not so much a weapon. A All weapon right. is oh, hey, when you're killing skill. somebody with something, it's a weapon. I hate to break got, it to you. A weapon is used with skill. Yeah, there's skill involved in that. The cavalry archer was a fantastic uh, concept. Mm-hmm. It w- it's been in place for thousands of years the huns were not the first one to do it they were the first ones to truly utilize it to its maximum capabilities modernize it yeah but the actual weapon that that weapon itself far predates them and didn't really have as much of an influence on on warfare until the huns came around concrete same with planes did a fantastic job of improving logistical supply lines for armies booming to and from one of the biggest issues germany had invading russia in world war ii was they didn't have the logistics behind it and they didn't have the capability to transport a lot of these vehicles and these machines of war where concrete would have helped them a lot but no technology has caused such a vast and drastic change change in concept of how we fight wars than fighter aircraft in this situation we have anti-aircraft missiles we have anti-aircraft guns the the way warfare is fought these days is more based around controlling the skies than it is about controlling the uh the ground or the uh, the water like the, the skies are the key to most modern warfare campaigns these days and for that reason i will give this to jody 
Jamil, I, I like the concrete answer. I thought it was really unique and interesting. That one threw me for a loop. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, but I, what the fuck? I think fuck? Jody had the right answer on this. One. It was either that or the internet. The internet would have the internet would have the internet would have been a good one. That would have destroyed me. Uh, but see, wars that have because it's more of a current and future thing and not really a past thing. There isn't that much of an influence yeah. that you can really judge it by. So that's why I did True. not use the internet. That's fair. That's fair. But I, I will give you props, Jamil. That answer was fantastic. Yeah, I, I you totally threw me for a loop when I heard yeah. that. Until you I'm cut like, my well, legs. How the hell am I going to argue me? that? Yeah. <laughs> It, Until it, it, you it cut was, my legs good, from underneath me. <laughs> it was a great answer, though. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, how do I that's, argue that? That's what, what when, when he said it to me, I was like, huh. Okay, yeah, I'm, excited, no, I, I'm excited to see how he answers this one. And and just to be clear, there was concrete bombs. And they were devastating. Yes. Rule of acquisition um, number 257. A concrete weapon and a sack. You're not a Frangy. All right. The last question here. We got... We're sitting at four for Jody, one for Worf, and zero for Jamil. Jamil can tie it up. We'll give a little uh, quick lightning or round. Or Jody can eliminate me. Is or Jody can saying. eliminate you. Or Worf can. Eh, no, no, no. Not, or maybe. Jody can eliminate me. So this is a this is a fun one. This one you could be can be taken in so many different ways. And I I didn't want to give you guys any constraints. I wanted to see where you, your minds went with this. What is the hardest word to say in the English language? Jody, I want you to say your word first because for the I can't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the hell I'm going to say it. I, I before we started, I actually I was talking to the producer Dave, and I'm like, I have to look it up because I honestly don't know how to say it, and I know how to spell it, but I don't know how to say it. Um, so I'll give it a try. It's uh, otorhinolaryngologist which oh, is essentially somebody who deals with ear, nose, and throat physician. And that's why everybody calls them an ear, nose, and throat specialist, because if they tried to give them their actual proper name, they would have a very hard time saying it. Uh, and that's, oh, uh, for Dave, it's O-T-O-R-H-I-N-O-L-A-R-Y-N-G-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. Yeah. Dave, you got that really wrong at the start there, eh? <laughs> yeah, but he, he he came close. But anyway, it's a very hard word to say. I can't say it. Uh, and I think that's the reason why just naturally everybody just calls them an ear, nose, and throat specialist because no one can say the damn name. Anyway, that's all I got. I'm really interested to hear. Actually, I'm really worried about what Jamil came up with. So I didn't come up. Like, mine's pretty simple. Oh, okay. All right. With that, all right, Jamil, what do you got for us? Worcestershire. Oh, good, good pick. Can't say it. Worcestershire. 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 As in the sauce. Worcestershire. I can't say it, Jamil. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I spent like a whole, I keep on, you know what? A little truth behind behind the um, uh, man behind the curtain. Um, I keep on muting myself and I've been trying to say the word during the course of this (laughs) entire debate. And I can't <laughs> it doesn't come out. So this I, might help Jamil, but I actually worked in, in a kitchen for a couple of years and it's a word I never could say even in the kitchen. So it's we used to just call it W sus. I'm like so. war war like I I can't like Worcestershire. I, I just I just give up wars Worcestershire. Worcestershire. <laughs> 
it, it like Worcestershire. to me i'm like i don't even want to use it because i'm like i like i don't want it in my house i don't want to look at it it's just a <laughs> terrible sounding name all right and with the most unique answer in this category Worf. Click on word click on word. it better be a real word or i'm gonna have his ass for it look it is clear to Worf that none of you are starfleet material in Starfleet, <laughs> anyone can say Worcestershire or otolaryngologist. These are just words with syllables. You didn't Sound say it right. Sound them out. Otolaryngologist? Otolaryngologist? Yep. You still said it wrong. Uh, anyway, that's fine. Well, you can't even say it right, Jody. I know, but I listened <laughs> to the definition the over question, and over again. <laughs> I believe I did say it correct. The hardest word to say in the English language is no. Why say no when it feels so good to say yes? No glory has ever been achieved by saying no. Do you glory want to die? By saying yes to battle. No. Yes. <laughs> it's to very success. easy to say. <laughs> okay, well, he's already out. Uh... As is Worcestershire or otolaryngologist. Or otolaryngologist, if you pronounce the G that way. No. Either way, it is an easy word to say, just like Worcestershire. Man answered no. Symbols. Okay, no. so can I, it's hard can to I just say do my rebuttal you must come up now? with a reason deep in your soul to say such a thing. I, would, I would like to take to myself so. out uh, of this writing because I want to see where this goes. The man <laughs> answered no. I'm competing. Yeah, the man answered no, so I can't imagine he's going to win. So I'm hoping Jamil will win this round. So I'm going to I'm going to take myself out. Oh, I, I, I could say it if I wanted to. Now that Worf can see it, it's otorhinolaryngologist. It is not hard to say. I forgot about go. the nose, the rhino. Yeah, you got the nose rhino laryngologist. So there you can go. say it, so therefore no. I'm out. But I can't say it. Worcestershire is very easy as well. Worcester, sure. Sound it out. No. Can be impossible to say. There, there's uh, a there's a chess in there somewhere. Were somebody to say to you, Jamil, would you like to go see Spider-Man No Way Home for the third time? You would say yes. No, I'm good. I have it at home on yes. DVD. No, I have it home on DVD. When um, it was what's new. Destiny's Child's best song? I think he no, just no, said no, 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 no. Um, um, I think Jamil wins this what's, one. What's what's um the song? What's the um the song? The '90s dance hit that um people know all the time. No, 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 no. Worcestershire. It's easy to say. People can say it all across the world. What's Master P's um um album label called? No Limit. No Limit. Yeah, no limit soldiers. So right? a few people can say it at times. They are wrong to do so. No, so actually, probably no is probably one of the highest pronounced words in the English language, along can with we, maybe we, a like, and the and. I, and I would yes. just like no, no, no. Fact checker, fact checker, Dave. Oh, you just you said no, no, no a bunch of times. That was easy. The time. Can you type Otto in Rhino laryngologist? How many times would you like me to say it? And same with Worcestershire. Ooh, I will say it a million my, times. I'm okay with Never taking myself out of this and one. See which one comes up with like the top entry. No pronunciation. Find, sorry. sorry, what are you asking me to do? Like, is there like if you type in my word, yes, right, and you put a P. Right? Would it go woo woo woo, whatever it's called? Pronunciation. And if you put no and P, what comes up? Type it into Google. Who cares what I'll Google thinks? I have a question for you as well, producer Dave. Yes, sir. Uh, so the first thing can that you comes up for no P is actually a Worcestershire? A cover on YouTube. <laughs> no P. Uh, <laughs> of, of no P. 
No uh, if I type in Worcester, which I can't even actually write correctly. Can, can you say I can't, I can't Worcestershire producer Dave? Worcester. Uh, pronunciation comes up first. Yep. Look. Max no, I could look at it and phonetically say it. No. Right? <laughs> Whereas my word, no. you can't even phonetically look at it and, and say it right. You would need someone to well, mine you. too, but Max Duda, can you say what's Dave, Dave super califragilistic is one of the easiest words to say in the goddamn English language because of a stupid song. Get out of here with yeah. that. Uh, okay, it, see, that's why Dave is going to learn it. Isn't the winning Max Duda? Can you say Worcestershire for me? I I was just saying uh, Worcestershire, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah. So now, is there any is there any time in your life now? Where I can ask you that question and you cannot say it. No, I could ask hey, you. Max. Can you say Worcestershire a million times? Wait, did you just say no? I'll solve this right now. I think he just said no. Hey, Max. Would you like to have a Worcestershire enema? Yes or no? No. They know I have the answer, so they will not no let me really finish. I have the winning of the debate right here. Right. There's nothing for the rest of your life. There is no time I can ask you. No time. Can you say Worcestershire and you will not be able to say it? But there is a ton of things in which I can make My it so answer that would you be no. Never say no. Actually, Worf, I got some bad news for you. I'm mm. very much a no person. I have no problem telling someone no. Me as well. No, I'm in IT. I say no all day. Yeah, you might be barking up the wrong tree on that would one. Would you like man. a million dollars, Max Duda? No, I'd like I a would million. like more than a million dollars. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm giving this to Jamil. This is, uh... Which means they have to have a tiebreaker, I believe. Yep, and I, I'm, I've, got a, I've got a question Not that I you. did that on purpose or anything. I, Great I, Britain mourns for you all. I have a question for Jamil and Worf. This is going to be your tiebreaker. This is going to be a very, very easy question. I, the first person to uh, Who's the best choose one of, one of these two options... Can start. What would win in a fight? A grizzly bear or a gorilla? Grizzly bear. Oh, that's easy. All right, Worf. I would okay. Go ahead. Why why would a the grizzly only, bear win? the greatest uh, attribute of a, a gorilla is its strength, which is less than that of a grizzly bear. A grizzly bear is huge. It has claws that can like take a tree down. It has teeth that can bite the neck of the gorilla. The gorilla has no end game. There is no way in which the gorilla can take stop that bear. Whereas the bear is gonna bite or claw that gorilla to death in seconds. And there's just there's there's no recourse for the gorilla. Alright, Jamil? A gorilla has mobility, has the ability to climb trees the ability to also use various tools as well. Um, it's <laughs> strength. So, uh, what, you can't use a tool against a bear? Dude, come on. Um, a, a gorilla also, in its, even though it isn't as strong as a grizzly bear, it's just more compact, right? And also has better use of all of its limbs in comparison to a grizzly bear, which is only using its hands and its mouth. Which is Retort. more than the gorilla can do. The gorilla 
again, what's it gonna do? Grab a- unless that tool it's using is a shotgun that you've taught it to use. Like, a stick is not gonna do anything to a bear. A rock is a not stick. gonna do anything to a bear. It's, what? It's a get, rock if, can do gonna, anything to a bear? If I, a gorilla really gets get, on top of a grizzly it's gonna bear, it's get game over. slashed or bit to death in the they first way exchange, double the or just mauled for the next A gorilla's intelligence is more than a grizzly bear, so... A silverback gorilla much. weighs double not what by an average in this. Gorilla, that's all, grizzly That's does. all that's needed. It, it doesn't matter. Like, an octopus is far more intelligent than a sand shark, and it's still gonna get mauled to death and eat. That doesn't matter at all. Oh, it doesn't have so, the tools, the also, size, or the strength. You said grizzly to bear. A bit. The top of my grizzly bear food chain is Godzilla, and I can't think of a top tier grizzly bear that can touch Godzilla at all. What is it? Why are we like, talking about Godzilla? Superman? We're talking top bear tiers, man. Gorilla. If we're doing grizzly bear versus um um uh, gorilla, sorry, King Kong. I mean, not Godzilla. If we're okay. talking about top Mythical tier of the creatures. class that are fighting against each other, I'm sorry. What is we talk about? Oh, simple okay. Man? There's this Jamil, 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 bear from the Mutants comics we're, we're, that we're, would we're destroy this, King Kong. We're keeping this yeah. purely, purely as a, a sil like a silverback versus a grizzly. Again, I'm, I'm sorry, Jamil, that I grabbed grizzly bear first because there is no, no way. The grizzly I didn't bear's want head weighs as much as a gorilla, and it would like it. There's there's no way a gorilla can hurt a grizzly bear. It can't even a silverback. Hurt it. A silverback weighs sense. double what a grizzly it bear can't even hurt. Climbing uh, a tree no. doesn't hurt a grizzly bear. Absolutely, grabbing do. a stick they doesn't. Hurt I have it right in front of me. Do they actually? Yep. What? What do you say? Average so average silverback gorilla weighs 485 pounds. The average grizzly oh, bear. Uh, actually, they can like get up to two thousand. Excuse me. Yeah. So they actually yeah. are double. Grizzly bears are double. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But stop bringing in however, poking into however, the if you're dealing strictly villainy. age, uh, um, the gorillas, uh, uh, the gorillas would out, uh, outlive them. <laughs> well, there's, okay. there's we're two animals on If there's a standoff, the gorilla will win. The grizzly bear. The right? grizzly bear is basically and the apex predator. Mobility and first. intelligence <laughs> and use of tools will be enough to level the pain field and override it. None of those things gorilla's lead to any way to hurt a grizzly bear. Yes, I think we need an answer here, Max. And it's not right. faster. Like the grizzly bear can't run and swing faster than the grizzly bear's swipe can take it. Like cut it right open. Like it, that's it. No. I am going to side with Jamil for this one. Yep. I, wow. I'm surprised. I I think wow. he's right. I think the mobility wow. and the intelligence and there, there's one thing that you you both. Uh, I don't think either of you guys would know this, but um, a grizzly bear's bite, pound for pound, is one of the most is one of the most like notorious and dangerous bites in the animal kingdom. They are uh, they their the bite force on a, on a uh, not grizzly sorry a gorilla is something like three thousand like it's it is ridiculous how dangerous a gorilla bite is. Jody, are you looking that up now? No, that is true, but I don't it's have still not enough to hurt a grizzly bear. Yeah. It can't get its teeth around a grizzly But I learned that grizzly like, bears are actually faster than gorillas. Exactly. I didn't know that. Yes, they, in a straight yes. line, they are. Straight yeah. line. The, the but, gri right. gorilla has no grizzly tools. Grizzly bears are always tired. tired. Worf is done with this debate. Goodbye, Worf. Worf is also done with this. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Well, After... I have to admit, I would have rather went against Worth because it would have been easier for me. <laughs> see, and I want I, this is what I want to see. I'm excited to see how this goes now. My answer oh. is frozen. 
Aw, <laughs> that's what I was going to pick. So, okay, going Maple Leafs. speed round here. Dave, you want to bring up the scores quickly? Because we got Jody at a commanding four with Jamil trailing with two. But with six with six rounds to go, this is anybody's game. Worf got eliminated. Well, he didn't get a valiant try of it. Anyway, we'll see. Jamil's got to get at least two before we even even out. So Yeah, I know. It's still anyone's Which game. Which is very possible for Jamil. All right. So I'm going to start with my first question here. Drive to Survive has been a huge Netflix phenomenon for the last couple of years. No, Dave, I'm not going with that one. Uh, Wait, you're, you're going in a different order? Yep. Oh, why? I'm, I'm going in my own order. Thank you very much. You can just follow anyway. along as much as you want. Well, you might so, want to tell them which category you're doing. So we're you doing can sports. Drive to okay. Survive, one of the most, uh, one of the biggest Netflix phenomenons of the last couple of years, and has revitalized the F1 world for fans. What sport besides tennis and golf, because they're already getting their own version, do you think would thr- would do really well with a Drive to Survive style show? So before we answer this question, what is Drive to Survive? I have never heard of this <laughs> before. I have no it's, clue what this it, is. It's a, net, it's a docu-series that, uh, on Netflix for the F1 circuit. What's the hook? Like it's just a docu series. That's it. It, it, it yeah. It's it, it's a docu series. It's an annual. It's a. It comes out every year. It's it. Basically, what happens is they film this like for that that year's F one circuit, and then the, right before the first uh, race of the next year, they come out with the uh, F one like the next series. Okay. It's done a fantastic job of revitalizing the F one fans. Like it's. F1 has become one of the most uh, one of the fastest growing sports in the world because of it. So I'm just curious what you guys think would uh, another sport besides golf or tennis because they're also getting their own versions of this uh, this show. What sport do you think could really use and would do well with this? Jody have at the first <laughs> the first answer. And I'll I'm with Jamil. I I've never watched this. So I don't know um, what it is. Um so we just have to pick a sport. That you okay, a sport that you think would do well with a docu series that would improve its fan base. Oh, I see. Okay, this is a fast uh, way to start up the speed route. I got to, yeah, you. right. Yeah, Jeez. this is really fast. Okay, I'll go look lacrosse. Okay, all right, go Jamil's ahead. Jamil's going lacrosse. lacrosse. 30 um, seconds, go. Okay, we're talking about a docu series that will um, bring uh, masses to a sport, um, bring details to um what the sport's about um, kind of um, galvanize the fan base. I think that the national lacrosse league will definitely need something like this. It would be the best served sport for a drive to survive um, type of situation. Your rebuttal. Uh, Okay. I'll pick uh, football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. Uh, So I'll pick soccer. And the reason being is because with the, uh, advancement of such shows like Ted Lasso, I think it would be a great way to hook it. Uh, and on top of that, it'd be interesting to follow a club through an entire season to see their ups, their downs, uh, how the coaching uh, ends up working out, uh, how players, player trades, stuff like that work out. So I think overall, if I would be interested in something, Ted Lasso has made me interested in soccer again, which is interesting, even though, you know, it's obviously a comedy. Uh, but I think it would be a great way to uh, sell that show. Your rebuttal. Well. Um, so with that. Very excellent point. Um, soccer um, would um, do well, but I don't think it could use a drive to survive style show um, 
as much as a national cross league would, it would encompass the entire league and look at multiple um, teams. So therefore it brings what people don't know about those, their local teams to the forefront, what rivalries are They're They're detailing They're They're in real time, creating the history of the sport. And um, that can't necessarily be brought forward in terms of soccer. So, so show shows need to uh, promote the audience and they need to be able to sell. Uh, and to what better way to sell than one of the uh, biggest played sports in the world, uh, which is soccer, because obviously for Pavish countries, even soccer is something that uh, can go. Um, so even though I think it'd be interesting to see lacrosse stuff, but I don't think the appeal would be there to be able to sell it to advertisers, stuff like that, whereas soccer is an easy win. Uh, so with that, and then you already have existing shows that it could back with, with uh, stuff like Ted Lasso and various others. And up. All right. Um, for this one, I'm giving this point to Jamil because Jamil's right. I think national, much like how F the Drive to Survive revitalized the F1 fan, I think a drive a st that style show would do a good job of revitalizing the National Lacrosse League. So I'm um, into F1, and I've never watched that show. So really, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm shocked it. that I haven't seen it. Well, there so you go. You got yeah, something you, to look forward to. Something yes, to watch really, now. It's fantastic. Uh, okay, now I'm going to move good on. Answer, to Jamil. Okay. Dave, I'll do I'll do movies, TV, music, history, and wild card. Okay, we're gonna go in that. Okay, so only that we're, round. We already know what the end, the question is for movies. Yeah. Maybe. So, so just... <laughs> movies. What is the best Disney Renaissance movie? So can you um, can define you Renaissance? Yes. 1989 to 1999. Um, I'll go with Aladdin. Okay. None of us picked The Lion King. I love it. Uh, <laughs> very upset with that but we'll continue. no because it's not the right answer um the little mermaid is the the entry point it is the match that struck and um uh, set the disney renaissance um, um ablaze it started the renaissance um classic story um that was changed to be more palatable for um, a worldwide audience and they found the right chord after such failures like the black cauldron um it was a uh, great song deserved to fail okay so i picked aladdin uh it's got a lot of stuff going for it obviously robin williams being the the highlight of that um thing the writing is fantastic in aladdin uh to this day as an adult uh it is still one of my favorite um uh, disney movies i will never watch little mermaid again uh, so I'm not totally sure on that answer, but the, uh, I, I will agree with Jamil though. It was definitely something that was a trendsetter. Uh, however, if you look at just straight box office, um, Aladdin kills it hands down. It sold five times as much, uh, as Little Mermaid. You're a bottle. So, uh, with that, I think it's just a better show, better movie. Jody is absolutely correct. It did sell more. Um, but what we're talking about is the best, not necessarily most popular, um, Little Selling Mermaid, is the best. Little Mermaid, unfortunately, had um, a lot of ground to cover due to the Black Cauldron. As great as it was, um, mm -hmm. uh, left a lot of investors and also the public are very worried about Disney and the, the content it provided. Little Mermaid um, brought that reassurance back and started the renaissance. Jody, go ahead. Uh, you have better storytelling in Aladdin. Uh, I don't know if anybody has watched Little Mermaid uh, on this panel other than Jamil and me, uh, but uh, it, it is not a great story compared to Aladdin. Aladdin is a much better story, much more heartfelt, in my opinion. Uh, not Less less uh, of the derogatory stuff that was in uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, the writing's better. Obviously, 
uh, Robin Williams is the star. Uh, it's fantastic. And on top of that, it does say what is the best Disney movie? Well, I'm sorry, but when you re when you sell five times as much, uh, that makes it the best. Uh, I hate to break it to you. Yeah, I already give my Jody. reason about that. So, Jody, I think you're right. I think uh, Aladdin. True, like we're, we're Little Mermaid did a great job of bring, starting the Disney Renaissance and kind of giving us uh, access to those movies again. Aladdin yeah. is what truly skyrocketed Disney. The back one thing I will movie. say though is Jamil has a, is very spot on because Black Cauldron was a failure and it, it was, was it, 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 it's a hard yeah. thing to run past. D and Disney I think if it wasn't for was Little Mermaid, if it, yeah, if it wasn't for Little Mermaid, stuff like Aladdin would never get made. It, exactly, so I, it, it, I, it is I, definitely groundbreaking, but groundbreaking doesn't make it the best movie. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. Uh, without without Little Mermaid, we don't get to Aladdin. We don't get to stuff like that, but. As, as it is, Aladdin, I think you're right, is the better movie of the two. Thank you. All right. I now we got what, four, movie, four, four answers left. In. We yeah. have four questions left, right? And I currently have five. Jamil has three, three, right? So it's still anybody's game. Yep. All right. This is going to be a fun one. What is the most overrated sitcom of all Seinfeld. time? Seinfeld. <laughs> I let you have that one. <laughs> Go ahead. Seinfeld is completely overrated. Who wants to watch a show where four yuppies whine about everything all the time? Mm -hmm. And you know what? Yes, the comedy was great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there was some great moments from that show. But overall, when when I think of the term overrated, Seinfeld is one of those things that just comes up every time. And you know what? There was great shows on at that time, such as Roseanne, uh, various other shows. Uh, even South Park was on at that point. Uh, so with that, it, it's, you, know, you have all these shows. I'm going to pick Frasier. And I'm going to disagree pick with that either. <laughs> I'm going to pick Frasier because one, one uh, how long it lasted. Two, how many awards it won. Now, Seinfeld won more in writing, but this um, yes. Frasier won more in acting and performances, where yeah. you had a show that was very gay, but also homophobic in its presentation <laughs> as well. Um, and You're talking about is, mine or yours? No, we're talking about Frasier. And oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I interrupted. Go ahead, uh, Jamil, for a couple no, more No, no, I'll, I'll let you your rebuttal. Um, okay. I'm going with the flow of the show. Uh, Seinfeld, Seinfeld is just, it's everybody praises Seinfeld, but, but there's so much, there's so much racism in Seinfeld. There's so much crap in Seinfeld and it, it is just, even though, yes, I do agree. There are some great scenes, some great moments in that show. And even Frasier had some great moments. And I do agree with Jamil. I, I think uh, Frasier is a very overrated show, uh, but it did have quality, talented actors in it. Uh, and it's something that I don't think Jerry Seinfeld or any of the rest of that staff, for the most part, uh, really was good at. So when it comes to quality, I still think uh, uh, still think Jason Alexander better, so. is an excellent, excellent performer. Um, Julia, when Lewis given the ability Rogers to, yep. is also a, a great um, no. performer as well. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the material was not good. <laughs> same, um, same could be said about Frasier, where it is a small cast, but yet every episode is almost exactly the same. It is about Frasier. It always starts off with Frasier in the booth. It always ends with Marty saying something mean, and then Frazier and Niles trying to figure out exactly how they deal with it. All right, we're, we're one. Oh, what were you gonna say, Jody? 
I I would well no if time's up I don't want to yeah, yeah. anything. You're yeah, gonna say can... that's exactly the same thing as yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Um, <laughs> it totally is. I'm giving this answer to Jamil. I I I, I kind of agree. I, think I like Fra- this answer actually. Yeah, Fraser. I actually like Fraser a lot, but it is overrated. See, I, I hate Fraser. So. Between those two shows, though, I would watch Fraser over fucking Seinfeld any day. I would it watch is... Fraser over Seinfeld too. Yeah, they were both okay. good. But good answer, Jamil. Now I, I didn't want to answer. say friends because Jesus. Friends, fr- actually, I would have uh, if I thought of it. I would argued friends because friends is terrible. All right, the mu- the uh, music question here. Uh, this is kind of a dig at uh, some people who enjoy this show, and uh, I'm really hoping he knows that. Frozen. Does Frozen? hair metal suck? No. No. Damn. Oh, <laughs> got it first. <laughs> okay, so my first point is Jamil wanted my answer. Uh, the, second, the second question is uh, if it wasn't for hair brands, we wouldn't have had some influential 80s music. Uh, the some of the hair band stuff was so terrible, it was great. Uh, it's like watching a train wreck sometimes, but it is fantastic and it is entertainment. And really, music is about entertainment as well as it is. Uh, the thing about hair bands, which made it interesting, was they made music that the masses did like for the most part, uh, but they also performed interestingly. Uh, your rebuttal. You know, when you think oh sorry the music was terrible hair muddle absolutely um, sucked um um, there was more flash than there is actual substance um a lot of those bands had to actually like learn how to be good or Mm -hmm. concentrate on being good um so during that that era of where hair metal was in its um heyday it was just ass just ass in um tight pants and um and a uh, lot of uh, hairspray. It was garbage. Your rebuttal. I just want to thank Jamil because he made my point even better. Uh, it, it, you know what? This is what this is what the audience wanted. They wanted entertainment from their music. They wanted. This was the age of video. This was this was the age of live music. Uh, even more so now. Uh, you know, you wanted to see Poison with their stupid spandex and big ass hair and and stuff like that, flying around on stage, acting like cracked up cokeheads. Uh, like it, it was fantastic, and that's what made hair metal amazing, and that's why it's still a genre that people still love. people people want just the albums on their on their uh, on their I, wall because of it. I got I got another rebuttal. Um, yeah, we get two. Okay, we get two. Yeah, Jody for the point. <laughs> Jody for the point. There you go. <laughs> Jody for the point. <laughs> okay, I'll take my right. point, and we'll move on. Jody gets the point. I hate hair metal. I was really hoping someone. Could I hate hair metal too, but you know what? It was influential. Yeah. It was an entertainment. I didn't say, no, no, I didn't argue. I didn't ask. Was it influential? I just said, does it yeah. suck? It sucks, yeah. but it does suck. But, but I the can't answer say is that. no. All right, two questions left. Or Jamil, are you uh, going to be able to catch that score? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All you need is one. All right. I'm still going to have a hard time. Trust me. What ancient Greek god would you want as a parent? Because they all kind of suck. Oh, Athena. All right. Uh, Athena is obviously love. Um, what what more important? What's more important to a child uh, in nurturing than love? Uh, and with that, it's um, Aphrodite is oh, the god. Uh, oh, sorry, I meant Aphrodite. Can I change that or no? Uh no, you know what? I'm, okay. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you bite this one. Uh which one was Athena then? Athena was the goddess war. of war and wisdom. Oh well wisdom is important too, let's be honest. As a parent, you have to have wisdom. And and if you don't have wisdom to be able to pass on to your uh pass on to your children, uh that's very important. 
Let's go with that. Your rebuttal. All right, Jabil, what's your answer? Zeus. Uh, oh, Zeus. no way. <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> he is absolutely the worst parent, but what has he produced? Hercules, right? A, 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 a patron saint of the gods. Aries. Huh? okay i see where you're going okay (laughs) stay with me here okay now 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 um athena is an excellent choice but hercules he was able to have all the different elements of all the other gods he had the love of aphrodite he had the wisdom of athena he had the speed of mercury he had the rebuttal not not mercury but uh, wisdom, wrong. wisdom trumps anything that you just said, because if it, if we, if we don't pass our wisdom on to our children, our children are useless. And with that, that in turn, uh, ends up causing a world that's much worse. Uh, Zeus was a terrible parent. Uh, so I'm not totally sure how you could even attempt that one. <laughs> like I literally handed you one. And yeah, you, you, take you, it. you have uh, no baby, So no, I, I'm having road. a hard time with Zeus here. Uh, just because he, he produced uh, a child that doesn't mean he nurtured or raised that child at all. Uh, and, and, and Your it rebuttal. shows that, uh, When you ask a successful person, like, for example, Shaquille O'Neal, whose father Mm -hmm. left him and his parent, Mm -hmm. he's he the question was asked, would you wish you had a different father? He's like, no. Right. I wouldn't be the man I was today if it wasn't for him. Hercules would not be the man he was without Zeus being the terrible father. I would want to be Hercules. I would want him to be my parent so that I grow as an independent Right, patron. So you Dude, want to suffer I, in Hades? I thought I fucked this up, but you, wow. yeah, you want to suffer in Hades? <laughs> the trials that for Hercules, years on end. The trials that Hercules had to go through made him yep. into a better man. No, yeah, they that didn't. Had to he do murdered his, his family. He murdered his family. Yeah, like that was because that was yeah. because Hera, right, uh, tricked him. Yeah, because she was mad that he was Zeus's son. Yeah. And you know what? If he had the wisdom that his fa- his parent brought down to him, he wouldn't have got tricked in no. that. One. But Real, I'm sorry, Hercules but that also was had Eolus, right? He, like, come on, Eolus, <laughs> Jamil. Uh, I I appreciate the route you were going there. What? That is not the right answer. <laughs> that is right. That is the right answer. That right. is. No wait, Dave. Producer Dave is assuming change that a decision has not been made. It's been made. It has not been made. Nobody's winning this one. <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, tell you what. No, 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 no. Tell you what. I will let Jamil have another thirty seconds un un untaken for him what? to prove it, prove us different. If he I, wants, I it. think I had a good enough argument already to begin with. So okay. you're you're saying you would go through. The 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 tr- trials of Hercules plus the torture he endured because the torture in Hades was not part of his trials that was completely separate Correct. that was after he had died he was tortured and uh, condemned the legendary and, journeys and, of Hercules and Zeus never did anything to help him through those trials never did anything to help him with it Adrian was... Quinn occasionally came by no he right? he didn't even occasionally come uh, by Adrian Quinn yeah occasionally in the show he came did by. yeah. Yeah, in the show he did. Yeah, yeah. In, in the show, he, he was, was married show. to a real pill, Hera. Yeah, you know, 
she, yeah. she wasn't uh, into he it. He met Eolus, so look at the legendary adventures he had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'd go and Legolas. The, you'd go through the life he had just for just to be who he, just to be him. Hercules was a great man. A great man. Thought even greater than Zeus. Also, are you changing your ruling, Max? No. Okay. That's a so, bad that's a bad decision. I think we can uh safely uh appoint Jody the winner for today, then can't we? Uh just to uh to, 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 would you would you guys like to hear um, the last question? Can you change was? that to the best ever? The best ever I can try, but I, I'm always um I gotta get my uh, I can uh, change it too if you want. I'm in a min. I, I'm curious. Do you guys, you guys want to know what the last question was? Yes, I do actually. Who's the best Spider-Man? Uh, live action Spider-Man. Sorry. Live action Spider-Man. Ooh. Yeah. Jamil would have killed me on that one. I think. Hmm. He I knows don't know. All of them better. I don't know. My answer could not be appreciated by this this group and therefore considered wrong. Jody gave you Aphrodite, the goddess of love, because and you Af- decided Zeus. Aphrodite was a terrible mother. She wasn't in the not- show. She's a she's a terrible mother. Did show. you see how Cupid turned out? Yeah, in the good. show. That was Carl oh, Urban. He's not wrong, but I was going on the nurturing angle. Does anyone she remember that Carl Urban? But she didn't nurture. See, I'm, I'm going off like actual Greek mythology, and even on Greek mythology, Athena is a horrible mother as well. Well, like the last episode, Jamil, where I was completely uh, ruled upon, um, I, I I can't disagree with you, but I definitely don't agree with you either. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the, I, I'm sorry, the Zeus, I, Zeus, Hercules. I, I I don't think you you're truly given the the thought of going through those trials enough. Like, wait. The only thing I can honestly say, though, Jamil, is we're both way better than Worf. <laughs> you didn't watch enough Hercules Legendary Journeys, is what I No, get. I didn't. Kevin I watched Sorbo a lot of it. I even watched job. Young Hercules with Young uh, Ryan Gosling. Young Hercules. I, I watched yeah. them, but they like it, I watched Xena. the cartoon. I watched a ton of Xena. The Hercules cartoon. I watched that when I was a kid. A Hercules cartoon. All right. Like, a and there was the Hercules the wrestler, too. Don't forget about him. That's also, it, yeah. can, can we please Stop! Hercules is his Roman name. Heracles is his Greek name. In a time of demons and gods, yes, one man comes out, Kevin Sorbo. So, yes. so what happened? What happened to Worf? Did he just like disconnect completely? Uh, he's yeah, he, he he's, he's not taking it well. He was dishonored. He yes. it was discommendation. He's gonna no, go he see if he like can this. have a fling with uh with uh with Troy with Troy. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna what, try. Jody, what would you pick for the last question? Uh, you know what? Honestly, I would have I let you answer. I would have let you answer first. Uh, I think no matter what I picked, you would have destroyed me on it because you're much better at all. Of Unless that I stuff. pick something like Japanese Spider Man. Yeah, Japanese Spider-Man would be easier. Um, You'd really honestly, honestly, I out of the out of the three live action that I'm aware of, um, I actually like uh, Andrew Garfield the most. Really? Okay. I'm definitely a Tom Holland guy. He, he was uh, Tom Holland is he was a good Spider-Man, for me. terrible Peter Parker. Yeah. Yes, he was a terrible Peter Parker. I agree. Yeah. So, but, yeah, for me, but the question was, was, who was the best Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. It, so this is the same thing as the Batman. Like, 
people were saying, oh, um, don't pick Kevin Conroy because he was just a really um, Kevin Conroy is a great pick. They're, they're like, no, yeah. um, you need to. Pick I never saw Batman. that coming. Who's Batman? And I'm like, when you say the term Batman, you mean Batman and Bruce Wayne, right? It's it's not just Batman as well. Just they are Batman. two different characters technically, even though they're the same person. No, yeah, but, but, but Jamil's kind of right. Yeah, it, it, it is going to play the split. Yeah, but if you're it, well, yeah, but then I could argue that Superman is much the exact same thing, just glasses. Like it, it's it, they are two different. Okay. They, are, they are they are different. Batman and Bruce Wayne are two different them. characters, in my opinion, because they do act completely different. I don't. Uh, I, I was very like I said, I was very interested to see what the Spider-Man debate was going to be, just because. You know, it, so I went through I went through these questions with my wife as well after I already answered them. And she said, well, who did you pick for Batman? And I said, Christian Bale. And she goes, you didn't pick Val Kilmer. And I'm yeah, like, no, I would have come, come with Val Kilmer. Uh, Val Kilmer was a good mix of both, though. He was. Yeah, I, I think the best Bruce Wayne was Val Kilmer, actually. I thought that uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. Best Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I would and disagree. Bob Kane said as much. Um the creator of well, know that. how old was he when he said that he was yeah was he already delusional <laughs> anyway. the alan moore category he wasn't in alan moore country after watching the the new batman movie you're right like, like so um let's face there um Twi robert pattinson as far as bruce wayne's go not not the greatest he wasn't bruce wayne in the movie at all yeah but <laughs> As a Batman, I thought he was fantastic. I like I like the, the, the look and the feel of his Batman. I, I agree. His his Bruce Wayne was a bit to be desired for me. I, I like that he, he like he was a true detective in this one. Like he like he was not actually, a good one. Not the world's greatest one though. He was good at solving riddles though. He was good at solving like, but he but he was a detective. Like we we with the other Batman movies, we really haven't seen you know the the detective side as much. Outside of Chris, outside of Christian Bale, but it was like a I have a whole, I have I have a whole ton of resources because yeah. I'm rich. Um, not I'm a detective. I'm able to like actually observe a crime scene. And, yes, and 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 think. Yeah, like in the Dark Knight, where he just takes a block out of the wall. He's like, I made a fingerprint from this broken bullet or whatever. <laughs> it's like I have money. Um, yeah, the Batman. I look at it as um, the Spider-Man trilogy that we just saw with the MCU. That probably a set of movies will encompass the origin of Batman. Yeah. Right? Batman being Batman and the Bruce Wayne that is in the public eye. We're seeing that progression yeah. come across, just like I'm, how I'm, we saw Peter Parker become Spider-Man over the course yeah. of three films. Yeah. I'm very I'm very excited to see what they do next, but what Matt Reeves and uh, I haven't seen it yet. So hopefully soon. Okay. Um, Dave, hopefully your theaters are yes. too dark. Do you want to oh, okay. close us out here? Uh, Gene said, Gene thought it was too dark of a movie. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, just to, uh, thanks, thanks, Max, for being the host today and uh, having the unenviable job of trying to pick between all these great arguments. To always have somebody mad at you, no matter what. Yeah, always. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what? That's at the end, there's always somebody mad. That's how I live my usually. life, so. Yeah. You make one person happy, you make two people mad. Uh, but thanks, and then congratulations to Jody for today's win. Uh, we'll be back in a month for the next edition of Trivial Debates. Don't know who's hosting that one yet. But Not we'll, Worf, please. We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that'll that'll be like three hours. Yeah, so that, we'll that, that, I think that bit needs to die. You know, in Star Trek, 
Yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy Worf, uh, but you know we'll see we'll see how it goes. Uh, also, we have two other channels. One's called Super Made of Brothers Podcasting. That's a, a channel where uh, Jeff and Jamil and I are often talking about movies and TV, not related to uh, Star Trek, because we have another channel that's dedicated to Star Trek called Live Long and Podcast. Oh, you gave it away. I know. So uh, I, I, that's why I usually start with uh, Live Long. Okay. So anyway, Super Made of Brothers Podcasting. Right now, Jamil and Jeff and I are covering Survivor season forty-two which is uh, like four episodes in and uh, also covering Big Brother Canada 10, although sporadically. Uh, I think we'll be uh, Big Brother Canada 10. I think we'll be checking in tomorrow night, Monday, uh, March 28th for the week five uh, HOH and nominations. Um, we also have uh, Worcester. Worcester. See, I thought that was going to be a fun round to do. I, I, was, I was really. It was a great answer round. because everybody can't say that right. Actually, yeah, my like, favorite yeah. round was tonight. It was the history round. I thought that was an interesting uh, debate. No, uh, yeah, I thought I, I thought those two were going to get some of the best answers. And I, I said before I started this, the only person I'm worried about is Jamil, and it's true. Mm-hmm. Also, on Monday nights, uh, over on Live Long in Podcast, our Star Trek theme channel, where we're talking about Star Trek all the time. Uh, right now, with Jody Simpson and Adam Woodward, we're talking about a little show called Star Trek Enterprise. If you've ever heard Here of comes it, comes the clip. Here comes the clip. He was going to play it until you mentioned it. I will see my dream come alive I will touch the sky. Oddly enough, that's still the only Star Trek series I've watched start to finish. Really? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, well, we're going through it. So, so Max, you're the perfect uh, podcast. Uh, if you ever want to come by, let us know. Let us know. As we're all, every week we're watching a new one. This Monday we're talking about Rogue Planet, Jody. That's a good one. Like Which one was that one again? Uh, where they find the planet that's lifeless and it's always dark. Right. That's that is a good episode. But it's, it's not lifeless. Yeah. And there's hunters. Yes. Yeah. It's it's been a minute since uh since I've seen it for sure. Or if ever, I'm not it's even quite episode. sure. So we'll be talking that Monday night. On Tuesday nights, we talk about Star Trek D Space Nine over in Live Long and Podcast. Jeff Mater, the station commander, now this into season five. And that's and this Tuesday, we're talking about the episode, The Darkness and the Light. And let me tell you about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. We're into season five, and the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come and be. Wow, that was a real stretch on that one, eh? Yeah, that was, that was definitely a stretch. I, 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 I'm stretching it out. And then Thursdays, uh, we're talking about the newest episode of Star Trek, uh, whatever it's coming out from Paramount. Or CBS, Viacom, whatever. Um, so right now, Star Trek Picard Great in season. their in their second That's season, I'm covering that with Jody Simpson and Davin Skillhorn and Adam Woodward when he's not going to play on the Millennium Falcon or down in Orlando. Um, so lots uh, going on over there. We also just finished up Star Trek Discovery season four, featuring uh, our, this channel's own Michael Chan, who was uh, on in the finale of Star Trek Discovery. If you didn't know, uh, I had quite a few scenes with uh, Oded Fair as Admiral Vance. Uh, so we covered that season. We covered uh, all the new shows. You can check those out in our playlist. And uh, on the horizon, we also have Star Trek Strange New Worlds to look forward to with the, the Anson Mount uh, Discovery spinoff that's been like three years in development. There's going to be a lot of horses in that one, I think. A lot of horses, a lot of horseback riding. Uh, maybe arrows from the horsebacks. Uh, maybe. To Worf's maybe. earlier argument. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then Star Trek the Evolution. The Evolution is going to be um, phasers on horseback, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's the Evolution. 
That's it. Exactly. Now what they do is they stand on the horses instead of sit on them. <laughs> they have more evolu uh, evolution. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very evolved. And then Star Trek Radio Theater is a, 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 an ongoing series on Live Long and Podcast where we do script reads, uh, uh, reenactments of these uh, classic Star Trek episodes and movies. Uh, this um, on April 9th to celebrate First Contact Great Day, episode. we're going to be doing Darmok, uh, which is, uh, if you don't know, is the Darmok and Jalada Tanaga, uh, featuring my cousin and yours, Davin Skellhorn as Captain Jean-Luc Picard, Adam Not Woodward worth. as Thank Captain you. Dathan, uh, and uh, many others, including Discovery Zone, Michael Chan as Lieutenant Worf uh, coming in. I'll be uh, Dr. Crusher for that one, as well as Ashley. Will it be Jones. at Tanagra? Uh, at Tanagra. Uh, Darmok and Jalad on the ocean. Uh, on the ocean. Oh. On at the rest. Ocean. At rest. At rest. Exactly. Nice. Uh, and um, and then check out our friends podcast, the Hellbound podcast with Michael Chan and Alex Blackburn every Wednesday. Talk about the newest horror installment. We got uh, uh, Let's Talk About Fighting Games with Eamon Mater under his alias Sam Jerka and Super Smash Bro Seth and Paranoia and all those guys talk about Dragon Ball Z and Street Fighter and all those uh, different things over there. And as well. Um, there is a uh, Davin's podcast. He's got Locutors a Trek, his own Star Le Trek theme channel. Locutors a Trek, which will be featuring Discovery's own Michael Chan as that's an right. Interviewee. I, I saw Michael Chan is going over to do an interview on Locutors a Trek, so that's a, very, very exciting. Um, I'm not sure if you've dragged this out long enough. <laughs> this is this is regular. This is regular, like, man. I, I'm, I'm not know. sure. I'm, like all all praise to him. A fantastic dream of his come true, and that's awesome. But it might have been dragging this a bit. This is his moment, Jody. Come on. Uh, his moment has been happening for the last six months from what it's I can tell. He's an anyway. actor. You know, he's got to celebrate. You, uh, know, you know what? I'm proud of him. It's yeah, fantastic. me too. Uh, it's been really exciting. And then on, um, uh, and then his other podcast is X-Men, the animated series, X-Rated, which he does with his buddy Andre, going through all of those episodes. He's had like one. writers on and artists and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got an interview coming yeah. up with uh, one of the uh, the animators from the show and one of the comic book artists whose name escapes me. How awesome moment. is that? Yeah. That we can take something from like the '90s and and get everybody back. from it. Yeah, that's it's amazing. Coming back, and they're doing a reboot over on Disney Plus of X Men: we'll The Yeah, it won't be as good. It's a continuation yeah. with um. I hope it's many as good, of the, but it won't be. Many of the same voice actors. Uh, oh, some really? of the staff is coming yeah. back. Oh, well, that might be all Canadian. Right, a lot of Canadian connection to that show too. Yeah. Well, the original had some Canadians too in it, from what I remember. Yeah, all Alice the cast was, Yeah. Yeah, it had uh, Chris Cutter. Uh, Chris Cutter, yeah. Cooper, I think. No, anyway, better, anyways, those are all my plugs. I'm, 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 uh, I, I, I plug, 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 plug. And uh, you know it's you easy for... to say, no more. No more. <laughs> That's easy to say. <laughs> no. no. I the the moment he said that to me, I was like, oh, I'm gonna. This should be fun. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> if you're gonna take that approach, put like numbers behind it. Say like, you know. Uh, Guinness has found that, um, P or psycholo psychologists have said that no is the hardest word to say. Like there was nothing behind it. It was just like people no. find it hard to say no. So that 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 was I I, I left I I figured I'd let him have that one because I figured he'd come in with something like that. Uh, right. Yeah. That's just goes to show you that we need Davin back and not uh, Worf. <laughs> Davin's a much better debater. <laughs> It can't be. It can't be easy when you're uh, you're playing when a you're character. a wharf. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, guys, let's get out of here. Uh, thanks for again to the, everyone uh, participating today, and we'll be back in a month for the next episode. And on that note, uh, let's uh, let's get out of here. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Jody never got his victory music. One. Oh, that's true. Uh, victory music. Yeah. Oh, is this the Final Fantasy thing? And then two, we need to exit to the groove of music. The groove of music. Yeah. That's I was get, I was definitely getting to that. So okay. uh, hold on, I was just trying to find it in my. Uh, here we go. All right. See you next time, everybody. Take care. Woo! Oh, thank you.